The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the second chapter. When the wise men had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Out of Egypt I will call my son. But when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Rise, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the child's life are dead. And he rose and took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee. And he went and lived in a city called Nazareth, that what was spoken by the prophets might be fulfilled. He shall be called a Nazarene. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Today we celebrate St. Joseph's fatherhood. In all three passages in the Gospel of Matthew where Joseph appears God asks him to give himself to his family. He doesn't do this through words. In fact, Joseph never speaks in scripture, but he does this through action. This is because fatherhood is best experienced and exercised as a free gift of self. Now, Joseph's fatherhood is important to all of us, whether you are a father or not, whether you are man or woman. First, Joseph was given a child not his own to take care of, to be a father to. Second, that child's purpose would only be fulfilled when Jesus was a real father, as opposed to a substitute. And third, the best way for Joseph to relate to that child with his own specific purpose was through love. Joseph's fatherhood as self-gift is him loving someone who's not his own so that that person fully lives. With this frame of mind, we understand that a gift of self isn't just for fathers. Everyone is meant to be a gift. But today, on St. Joseph's Day, we learn from a father. On the one hand, Joseph's fatherhood seems quite ordinary. But on the other hand, we see how Joseph's fatherhood turns ordinary domestic love 
into an extraordinary offering. Every time God asks Joseph to give himself so his family may live, we see Joseph on the move. When God invites Joseph to marry Mary, he immediately takes her to Bethlehem. When God sends Joseph to Egypt, he immediately goes with Mary and Jesus. And finally today, being warned in a dream, Joseph immediately sets off for Galilee. In all three of these circumstances, Joseph does not offer his expertise, his wisdom, or his money. He only offers himself in obedience to God's calling. Joseph is at his best when he is a father, not when he's a teacher or a counselor or a banker. Joseph is at his best as a father when he is living his life as a gift to his family. And so it turns out that Joseph's ordinary fatherhood as self-gift becomes extraordinary because it's a vital part of God's plan of salvation. It's important to distinguish between self-gift and self-sacrifice. At the end of self-sacrifice, there's a diminishing of oneself, or to put it simply, there's less of you. But at the end of self-gift, there's an expansion of oneself, or to put it simply, you become more of who you are meant to be. Thus, when Joseph accepts to father a child who is not his own, he doesn't sacrifice. Joseph becomes a gift to the child because it is the proper response to receiving a gift. And that child is definitely a gift. That child brings more to Joseph's life rather than less. The Holy Spirit reveals to Joseph how this child, in fact, becomes the reason for Joseph's existence. Loving that child is Joseph's purpose. Now, love does not take away from someone, but love gives. Thus, rather becoming less of himself by taking up the vocation of human father to the Son of God, Jesus Christ, it's precisely through giving himself in fatherhood, Joseph's full identity is revealed, known, and experienced. The obedience of faith given through the Holy Spirit reveals more and more of who Joseph is meant to be and meant to live for. For Joseph, this self-gift, though, does not come under his own power or merit. Rather, his self-gift is taken up into the mystery of the Incarnation. It is empowered 
by the Incarnation. For as true humanity was revealed when humanity was taken up into the Incarnation of the Son of God, so is true fatherhood revealed when it is taken up into the Son of God's family. Joseph is a true father, but not one that derives from begetting offspring. Rather, Joseph is a true father from his mission to love and tend the Son of God. Jesus' mission, of course, is to give himself for the life of the world by giving himself on the cross and in the tomb. And this gift, this self-gift, is precisely the model for Joseph's fatherhood. As Jesus fulfills his mission in his self-gift, we see who Jesus really is and who he's really meant for. Jesus is the savior of the world who has loved each one of us from the beginning of the universe. As Joseph fulfills his mission in self-gift, we see who Joseph really is and who he's meant for. Joseph is the guardian of Jesus, the one who trusts the Heavenly Father and tenderly loves his family. It is through this that Joseph's fatherhood is taken up into the mission of Jesus, which of course is emblematic of each one of us. Each of us has a purpose that must be taken up into the purpose of our Lord Jesus. But for today, we see through St. Joseph what true fatherhood does. Rather than holding children back by being overprotective or possessive, fathers give themselves in love so children would enjoy freedom and explore new possibilities. This is because love is the opposite of possessiveness. Love gives, love liberates, builds and seeks the good of the other. A possessive love, a controlling love, imprisons, constricts, and makes for misery. This, of course, reflects the Heavenly Father. For when the Heavenly Father loves humanity through Jesus Christ, he sets us free free even to make mistakes. This is why our world today needs fathers, not tyrants who control others as means of compensating for their own anxieties and needs. Self-gift combats those who confuse authority with control, service with submissiveness, and discussion with oppression. Every true vocation is born of the self-gift, which is the fruit of love. So whatever your vocation is, whether you are married or you're celibate, whether you are a man or a woman, your vocation is meant to be a gift. 
Our gift of self will not come to fulfillment in sacrifice. If that were the case, instead of becoming a sign of the beauty and joy of love, the gift of self would risk being an expression of unhappiness, sadness, and frustration. You see, the gift of self is fulfilled based on the superabundance of God's gift of self to us. And when we receive that gift, we become gift. Because when we receive the gift of God, he gives us ourselves back to us so that we can give to others. And in that gift of self then, our lives become an expression of love, joy, and fulfillment. In the holy name of Jesus, Amen. Amen.